Pinch Point Racing Podcast. All you ever wanted to know about racehorse ownership and more. Go behind the scenes with me, Ilka against Sarah Lebec, and get to know the stars of this wonderful sport of kings. Hi, Steve. Great to be back. Yeah, back uh, for episode four, Ilka, of the Vantage Point Racing Club. And in today's podcast, we're going to um, talk about visits to the sales. I've also got an interview with uh, Kate Stevens, chartered and veterinary physiotherapist, who's a, a big help to you at St. Wendred's at Newmarket. Uh, but I thought we'd start with um, the very sad passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II on Thursday, the 8th of September. Ilka, how important was the late Queen to British racing? And talking of Newmarket, what was the mood like in Newmarket um, after her her death on the 8th of September? Yeah, well, the Queen was racing's biggest supporter and Royal Ascot will never be the same without her. It's She's the greatest loss and she won't be replaceable ever. But um, yeah, it was... People started laying down flowers at that beautiful statue at the top of Hamilton Road. So everybody in town paid their respects there. It was quite moving every day. that The flowers that would just become more and more and more. One person started it the evening of her passing. And then by the next morning, like it had already grown in size. And it's not the ones, the pictures that you saw in the racing post where it's just a sea of flowers. So, yeah, it's a it's a. Great, great loss. Yeah, it's a beautiful statue there at um, just near the Rowley Mile course, which the, the Queen actually unveiled back in November 2016. Yeah, we went there, Ilya and I went there. And uh, when she was little, waving a little flag it was quite, it was a special day. And Ilka, racegoers and Vantage Club Racing Club members might not realise how many other people are part of the team that get the horses to the races on race day yes exactly Stephen. that's a very good point um i always try to incorporate or invite all these people and make sure that they're there on our open days but there's so many important parts to getting it right on race day or not just getting it right just getting the horse to the races one of these uh, members of the team is the farrier and then we have a physio and a chiropractor and um I don't know, like sometimes when you have multiple runners, the box driver, or you'll see sometimes horses are led up with two people in the parade ring. There's all kinds of horses have all kinds of idiosyncrasies and you need to find these out. And then the standard of the standard care, the day-to-day things, um, you know, horse race horses are shot much more than your regular riding horse. They're usually on a three and a half to four week cycle, depending on how quickly the foot grows or if there's any foot abnormalities. And um, yeah, and, and then also you have standard steel shoes and then you shoe them in racing plates. So yeah, the farrier is like, you see, you deal with these people every day. And um, one of the very important members is somebody that you spoke to the other day, right, Stephen? Uh, yes, I spoke to Kate Stevens, a chartered and veterinary physiotherapist. And earlier in the week, I spoke to Kate. What does your work involve, Kate? Well, uh, I go to Ilka's most weeks, actually. So um, I'm self-employed. I'm not employed by Ilka. Um, but she uh, found me, oh, must be 
probably five years or so ago now um, and asked if I would help out with the yard. Um, so I block off usually a Tuesday afternoon at evening stables and go and do as many uh, or as few horses as you would like me to do for that week. So uh, it can be one, it can be three, depending on how the week's going, whether she's got runners or whether leading up to anything new or new horses in, it varies. So. And how do you know which horses to, to practice on? Is it before a run or after a run? Usually before a run. So uh, normally I just message Ilka in the morning and uh, say, does she need me today? And if so, who would you like me to see? And then she gives me a list of who she'd like to see. So um, normally the horses are all so beautifully behaved. Um, I can just go in and do them myself. I don't necessarily need people around to help as such because they all tie up nicely and are very well behaved. Um, so particularly the runners that I know well, like Retrovi, who's part of the um, racing club, for example, um, she's always very good to do. Um, but if it's a new horse to the yard, um, particularly if, they, if they're quite young, so any of the yearlings that come through or the two-year-olds, um, then Ilkin would normally hold them for me. I would look at them dynamically walk and trot up and that kind of thing just to see how they move so I've got a baseline of how they are um, and then I'll go on and, and do all of the palpation and stuff um, and I'll usually for any new horse that comes through uh, if Ilka wants me to I'll normally write a report for her so she can send that to the owners as well. So what type of work do you actually do physically on on the horses? Uh, so normally I'll do a uh, full assessment. So I will look at them from basically head to tail. So I will observe them initially. So look for any muscle asymmetry or symmetry, um, how they're developed, uh, any areas that might need work or might not need work. Um, I'll then go and feel through all of the soft tissues through the neck, shoulder, back and pelvis um, and feel all, the, all of the joints and how they move to find any areas of stiffness or soreness. Um, racehorses particularly and particularly the young ones can get quite a lot of muscle soreness um, in various places because obviously they're using explosive power the whole time. Plus a lot of them are young and they're still growing. So that all has to take part in it as well. So I'll assess each side. Um, find the areas that I need to treat if there's anything tight or anything stiff or anything particularly sore and then I'll go back and treat those areas. How long does that all take? It, it varies sometimes it has to be a little bit depending upon the horse and how tolerant they are of, um, of me palpating them some horses are a bit like humans I guess sometimes they don't like being touched uh, whereas others absolutely love it and you can do it for hours. So normally I try to keep racehorses, um, any bloodstock to around the sort of 30 to 40 minute mark because um, they don't tend to tolerate too much longer than that. Sometimes it can take up to an hour depending upon how sore they are uh, or if they need any particularly more treatment or a first assessment usually takes a bit longer because you're seeing them walk and trot up and, and everything just, you're seeing that horse for the first time so it just takes a little bit longer but usually about 40 minutes. And Ilka being a qualified vet, um, is this a practice that goes on at, most yards or is this untypical it is right I've worked at uh, quite a few yards over my career um with a colleague of mine as well um so physios are generally well used within the racing industry um not everybody uses um someone who's as qualified as as I am uh, there's lots of people out there who don't necessarily have specific qualifications um uh, because there's no um legal bounds within that so anybody can practice on horses if they so choose um but yeah it's certainly I get much more 
from Ilka being a vet because she can alert me to areas that she thinks might be of concern. Um, and so together that means we can work as a team, basically. I much prefer working with vets anyway. I think that it makes it better for the horse and the whole the whole practice. So um, we can then work together in terms of what we think the horse will, will need going forwards. So, And do you think it helps the performance of the horse when, when it runs in a few days after your, your treatment? I'd like to hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think so. Um, and I, I hope, I think Ilka does as well. Um, I think because they can get, obviously when they're doing their fast work and Ilka will, will talk to you, I'm sure in another po- podcast, if she hasn't already about, training and how you kind of taper training towards the run so you do the fast work and things the week or so before leading up to it and then you actually tend to taper their training when you're coming up to a run so that they're not too tired and they're not overworked and their muscles and everything and their joints don't get sore so seeing them after they've will usually be after they've done their last piece of fast work before they go and run um is usually when I'll see them. So if they've had a particularly busy time, then just loosening everything off, making sure their spine's mobile as possible. Because if you think of how how they run and how they gallop, there's so many forces that go through the spine and the limbs as well, um, that you need to make sure that everything's moving as well as it can be. So I like to think that they feel comfortable, a bit like a a pre-treatment for an athlete before they go um, and sprint or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just like, uh, an athlete who needs that sort of treatment before and after a run as well. Yeah, I mean, Ilka's horses are so well managed. Very few of them ever have specific problems, to be honest with you. It's more a general maintenance, um, you know, uh, uh, over the season um, to make sure that they're all feeling as happy and as well as they as they can be. And I think that's, for me, that's the beauty of working with Ilka. She will always pick up the big things or pick up anything before because she's looking at them so acutely every day um, that actually they're so well managed it's more just basically um giving them a tune up if you like before they run and you know years and years ago was this sort of thing never happened to to racehorses um very very rarely or certainly not as organized um as it is now and it certainly not certainly wasn't as well recognized as it is now um actually one of the ladies that i did my work experience with very very many years ago um used to treat a lot of racehorses um and that was how old am I too old uh so probably looking back to the 30 years or so um she was doing a lot in the racing yard but it all sort of went a bit under the radar whereas now it's more widely accepted that it's used for performance enhancement rather than treating a specific injury I think people previously would have been worried about saying whether they had a physio on board because it would people felt that that meant that there was something wrong with the horses but I think now people see how much we can do to help the horse's performance and actually it's about performance enhancement rather than treating a specific injury so it's a good thing it's a positive thing to have someone on board rather than oh there's their horses can't be right if that makes sense and obviously the reports you're, you're doing on a each each time you, you visit you know they're monitored each time how a horse is progressing and after runs and before runs yeah, absolutely. So um, Ilka had uh, a new new filly in this week uh, that she got from the sales. Um, and so it was really nice to see her together with Ilka um, and get a, a sort of a baseline of how that filly is now, because I think she's going to have some time off before she runs again um, so that she's got time to grow, time to build up. And then Ilka will take her right back um, and build her up almost sort of from scratch, as it were, so that she's 
built up properly and her muscles all developed in the correct way so for her that'll be a really nice thing to do so maybe you know when she starts into training sort of a few weeks into that Elka will potentially ask me to do another report for the owner so that we can see how she has improved in that particular time and then again we're sort of halfway through her training when she's getting ready to run early next year um so we can see how she's progressing through that time so yeah it's helpful and you mentioned earlier about work experience uh, why did you want to get into this field have you always been interested in horses I have I grew up with horses so my dad used to point to point um and team chase he actually team chased at national level um so we always had thoroughbreds at home I was always into racing I had ponies and horses I was very lucky as I was growing up I was actually on a horse before I could walk so um, they've always been a massive part of my life um and I wanted to be able to give something back so they've given me so much throughout my life so much joy so much pleasure they've you know it's been an amazing time and I wanted to be able to give something back so how long did it take you to qualify uh, five years in total. So I did a three-year undergraduate degree at the University of Southampton when I left school, so 18, um, and that was a, a Bachelor of Science degree. And then I worked as a physiotherapist in hospital in the NHS for, uh, I'm trying to think how many years now, uh, six years before I then went to do my um, veterinary physio master's. So I then did a two-year master's degree at the Royal Veterinary College from 2009 to 2011, um, to get my veterinary physiotherapist qualification. And you've not regretted it ever since then, no? No, no, I haven't. I love it. I love my job. I'm very lucky to say that if I uh, was talking to 18-year-old me, um, I've been able to achieve everything that I'd ever wanted to in my career. I've been very lucky. So I've been a clinical specialist at a major teaching hospital um, in paediatrics at Adamrooks Hospital. Um, and I've treated amazing racehorses um, and a number of other uh, sort of sport and leisure horses along the way as well, um, including Her Majesty's. So I'm very lucky. And finally, what's it like to work at St Wendred's then? It's brilliant. It's it's one of my favourite places to be. Uh, it's always friendly. Uh, Stefan and Ilka work unbelievably hard. I don't think I've known anybody as a, as a family that works as hard as they do. Um, they're 100% dedicated to their horses, which I love. Every horse is treated as an individual. Um, so it's not just one size fits all. Um, and that's the thing that I really love. They genuinely care and genuinely love the horses that they're with. And it shows because they all look well. Uh, they looked after brilliantly. Um, Ilka's got an absolute heart of gold, as has Stefan. They both have. It's just a wonderful place to be. So friendly, so welcoming. How much of a help is Kate to the horses at St Wendred's? Well, it's a very, you can't always uh, judge it by uh, she treats a horse once, it's definitely going to win. Everything is always a process. And it's kind of like when we get a new horse in, it's like peeling those layers of the onion back and getting down to the root cause of wherever the stiffness or lameness is. And uh, yeah, the physio does play a huge role in that. And and Kate has such a, um, you know, she has the best education and background you could have. You know, she she worked at Addenbrooks as well. She really knows her stuff. And we work really well together as a team. And it's when you're running a business or running a team like this, it's all about consistency and I like to get her in sometimes, even if the horse doesn't need like a serious treatment, just like a look over or a maintenance thing, or a rider says, oh, the horse started hanging. Let's figure it out. Well, hopefully we can catch up with other members of the 
supporting team at St. Wendred's in future podcasts. Yeah, definitely. I'll have to make sure they don't all act shy. It's a busy time at Newmarket, the gold season on the Rowley Mile, lots of lots of meetings, and it's also Tattersall sales with book one starting on the 4th of October. And I'd like to ask you a few questions about um, about the sales, Ilka. Yeah, that's great. I mean, now with the sales season is full of underswing everywhere, um, and it feels like a new market with Tattersall's right on the doorstep, there's almost a sale every month nowadays but uh yeah the big yearling sales are on and that takes you through uh with book one book two book three and book four for the yearlings all the way halfway through october so yeah it's going to be busy and i'd like to ask you what do you do before you go through the process of, of buying a horse at the sales yeah well you have your markers kind of thing like if you get an order somebody uh, the more precise they can be, the better it is. And it depends on the type of sale as well and on your budget. But uh, yeah, you you go through the catalogs, you study their pedigrees. If it's the horses in training sale, for instance, that's at the end of the month, the uh, 24th through the 28th of October here. Uh, then you have even more to study. You can study the past performances. And then uh, you need to go and look at the horses and, and do all that. And then you takes you days or whatever um, and hours and hours of your time. And then you create a short list and then you start, you're there for the bidding process and sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't. And you talked about uh, drawing up a sort of list of potential horses. Do you then, before we have the, the sales and they go into the ring, that you go to Tattersalls to look at the horses in the stables? Yes. Like for people that have never been to the sales, uh, what there is, there's like a, sh- a showing times or like a, a part. If they go through on the Wednesday, they go through the ring and are sold on the Wednesday. Then uh, Monday, Tuesdays are the showing days. So you go, um, I mean, how many boxes are there at Tattersalls? 2,000. It could be, you know, when the whole place is filled up and then you uh, get your little map out and figure out where you need to go. And if you have 10 different horses, you kind of want to have like your route mapped out. And then you go to the stables and then you ask them to show you the horse and with horses in training with older horses, um, you don't just see them at a walk. You can also ask them to trot them up for you. And then if you are serious then you might get them vetted, depending, you know, if you're going to have spend a lot of money, that's the way to go. Some people buy horses on spec as well. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of walking and, um, yeah, October, usually the weather starts turning as well. So you just dress for the elements and you're out there all day long looking at different horses. And as a qualified vet, are you allowed to sort of touch and examine the horses when you go to see them? Uh, yeah, what, uh, you, when you're really interested, then you tell them that you want to get them vetted or take x-rays. Some They have a repository there where they have x-rays and scopes with certain horses. Um, if it's a broodmare, um, certain things are lodged in the repository so the horse isn't like uh it doesn't have to go through tons and tons of things for nothing you know certain things are there so you i i look at those things as a vet myself or if you had another vet and sometimes if i'm representing the buyer then you like to get a then you like to get a third party um in to do that part but it just depends who you're buying the horse for if i'm buying it for myself i try to do most things on my own 
and like I said, a lot of x-rays already uh, are already in the repository. It always depends on the type of sale it is for book one and book two. Yes. And then of course, some courses in book four wouldn't have uh, sales x-rays, but if you really wanted them, then you'd get them, get your vet to go and do them. And there's always um, vet practices on site. And when they're in the ring, what do you look for when the horse is, is walking around the ring? When the horse is walking around the ring, you already know when the horse is in the ring, you already know if you're going to bid on that horse or not. I mean, there you, you go by um, confirmation and, and all, you know, that, that's a whole, that's a whole, you can write a book on that, you know, that, that would be a lecture. And have you got any plans for the sales uh, coming up at, at Tattersall's? Yeah, I've got a few people I'm I'm taking up there. So, and I'm always getting some yearlings in and trying to syndicate those. And then um, definitely horses and training sale, picking up something to run during the all weather time. So if any of the members want to uh, take a leg in one, get in touch or any of the listeners, uh, it's a it's a great time to be in new market. October. And they can come along with you to the sales if they were interested. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Something to experience. And we have a, a connection with the Vantage Point Racing Club in book one this year. Yeah, the half-sister of Retrovi, the first progeny of Retrovi's half-sister is in book one selling as lot 93. Um, Retrovi's half-sister is a black type filly called Nizreen. Well, look at the page. You'll see you'll see everything there. So that's that's quite um, exciting news. So you can find details of that on the Tattlesalls uh, website, uh, Lot 93. Exactly. And Ilka, I don't think people realise with Tattlesalls sales that you can just go along. I see these fantastic yearlings and horses in training for sale in Newmarket, and which could lead to a chance of uh, being a member of a syndicate, buying a horse, I say joining up with you to buy a horse, and being part of the experience and excitement of horse racing yes exactly it's such a nice sport and it's something you can share with your friends and family you're in the fresh air like right now we have a horse that we're syndicating 10 percent shares for three thousand pounds it's something you can you know don't get your wife another necklace get her a share in a horse and then you can go together or you can bring your kids and that's also so great about british racing kids I don't know one race course where it isn't like that, but kids go free. Um, they they have not, you know, for all age groups, you can take little kids to the races, even if they're really not paying attention. I think every little kid loves horses anyway, but they, they have nice playgrounds and they have family fun days. People always associate, you know, maybe now people think, oh, racing or gambling, but you know what? Teach them math while, while you're putting their five, two pound bet on. You can teach them math at the same time. And I don't think uh, people realise that um, syndicate ownership is outside of their reach. It's not completely an elitist sport, is it? People can get buy into syndicates for a, a relatively small amount of money. Yes, there's all different models. Like I said last time with just once, we have the breeding syndicate where I did 1% shares. But what I usually like to do is 10% uh, shares in horse because that way become, you know you can it's more uh, less admin and you can spend more time with the people. And uh, like, for instance, we have one horse now we're syndicating for 3000 pounds for 10% share. 
it's it's doable and something you can the share you can share with your family. So this is really a shout out to listeners to if they're seriously thinking about becoming a member of a syndicate, wanting to get uh, involved in horse racing, enjoy the thrills and spills of the the uh, the industry to get in contact with you if they'd like to purchase a horse at Tattersalls. Yeah, come and experience it firsthand. Nothing beats it. Before we go, Ilka, this is episode four of the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast. And uh, really a shout out to members, listeners to share the podcast, like the podcast, so we get more listeners and encourage more and more people to get into this fantastic sport of horse racing. Yes, everybody, please click that subscribe button and uh, get in touch anytime. Come to the next open day. We'll probably do one right before Christmas. And um, yeah, listen and share this with your friends and family and and um, see you next time. I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, and hopefully we might get a listener who wants to be part of a syndicate and might want to join you at Tattersalls because it's going to be a busy time at Tattersalls for the next still oh, couple of months. Yeah, it's the greatest time to be in New Market. Always when there's a big race meeting on, and when the sales are on, then the town really is buzzing, and there's there's, uh, there's nothing like it. Well, thank you again for joining me on episode four. Also, a thank you to Kate Stevens for her interview about her important role at St Wendrids, and hopefully we'll get another uh, member of the team at St Wendrids to join us in a future podcast. Yeah, I'll twist their arm. And thanks to you, Stephen, for doing all the editing and taking the time out of your day to meet with me and talk to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Join the Vantage Point Racing Club today. Watch the horses that you put your money in run their race. Free racing tickets. Meet the horses and the team, including the jockey, trainer, physio, and everyone else. Come to open days and get a welcome gift. Get weekly updates on all the horses in the club. New to racing? Not to worry. You will learn all about it. Ask questions anytime. Tune into my month-to-month podcast featuring racehorse ownership, info, and more. All just for £20 a month. We look forward to meeting you here at St. Winbridge. If you love racing, come and share it.